You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. CG Tuscaloosa, a town square media station. One man to beat, you can forget about it. Touchdown, Alabama. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watch work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I run in that place and take <laughs> biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome into the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. The Martin Houston Show fan page can be found at Martin Houston Live on Facebook as well as on YouTube. Also simulcasting on several other uh, Facebook channels, including Tide 109, the Alabama Tradition, and my personal page at Martin Houston. Also, you can find us at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. And you're able to interact with us in all of those various, on all those various outlets uh, via chat. Uh, send it to us. We'll get it into the conversation. Also, you're able to interact with us at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline. Alabama One Hotline is open for business. We'd love to get you in on uh, the conversation uh, coming off of an interesting uh, weekend for Alabama uh, sports, um, somewhat shocking um, results from from the weekend for Alabama softball, but also uh, good news for Alabama baseball uh, and a couple former Alabama players making some noise in their respective sports. We'll report that. We'll talk about that. And, of course, uh, the conversation from uh, Nick Saban and, <laughs> and Jimbo Fisher, uh, there's been a gag order, but that doesn't mean that all the conversation is over. Uh, and, you know, with a little time to think about it, uh, you look at the two coaches and their response, Jimbo Fisher, uh, the notorious 9-3, and 8-4 coach, uh, and, and what he had to say um, kind of, uh, to me, it was that an embarrassment for Texas A&M as a parent, as a recruit, does that make you more likely to want to play with for him or less likely? Did Deion Sanders, who was in that same conversation, 
did he handle his the his response uh, much better, uh, much more professional, and and would his response make you more likely to want to be associated with his program? With that said, what's really behind Nick Saban and his comments? Did Nick Saban accidentally or on purpose drop those dimes on uh, those respective coaches? So we'll talk about that. We'll dig deeper into it. We haven't got Mason's response to it, so we will do that today as well. Before we move forward in the program, I want to remind you that this is a day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone, be the difference you want to see in the world today. Good morning, Mason. How you doing, sir? I'm doing great this morning, Martin. It was uh, it was quite the eventful weekend, you know, with this whole Saban and Jimbo saga. It, uh, it kind of gave me stuff to pay attention to every day, so uh, it's been nice. Yeah, you can't. When it's May and uh, before SEC media days and after spring practice, you can't really ask for for uh, much better football news than what we've had. <laughs> so we're going to dig into that. Uh, but before we do that, let's give a shout out to uh, a couple former Alabama players, uh, uh, former Alabama golfer Justin Thomas. Um, I thought it was ironic that uh, they were just talking about how he he kind of um, burst onto the scene with his uh, initial major win at, at a PGA championship and how he'd been cold since that point. Um, but thanks to uh, a fellow golfer blowing up on the 18th hole uh, yesterday, uh, Justin and, uh, was able to get into a three-player playoff in uh, the golf world and win his second um, major tournament, and uh, of course, it, it was the second time winning the PGA. So, kudos to Justin Thomas and and, and that big win uh, and what he was able to accomplish there. And then, of course, uh, Bo Scarborough uh, uh, shines with the Birmingham Stallions and and does a, a great job there, Mason. And um, want to remind everybody if they want to find out more details or specifics of. What all Bo was able to accomplish, you, you, there's an article at Tide109.com that you wrote, but uh, Bo looked like uh, kind of a man amongst boys uh, um, as you watch that game Saturday and you just kind of wonder why he could, the way he played there, you wonder why he can't do that uh, and help a team win at the NFL level. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's a, you know, perfectly valid. You know, it's kind of one of those things where I thought he, I thought he looked pretty decent when he got a, a, a brief opportunity there with the Lions. I think he started four or five games for him. Uh, not, uh, not last year, but I think the year before. Year before, yeah. And you know, he looked pretty decent. I want to say he had, he had almost, I think he averaged almost 100 yards a game. He had like 90 yards a game. So, uh, yep. you know, he just kind of really hasn't gotten an opportunity. I don't know if it's you know because of his injury history. A lot of people are worried to take a chance on him again. But he looked good to me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like you kind of look and go, okay, if there's – let me see. Because you have to think about it. With there being at least probably three running backs per team, it's hard to believe that there's 90-something guys better than him. You know what I mean? Like like, like if he's a, a third-team guy or even on somebody's practice squad, which would make it be 100 – 
you know, and, and maybe this is what he needs, you know, because when you really think about it, Bo hasn't played a lot of football um, because of injuries, right? So even though he's older and all, all that, he didn't have a lot of mileage from football wear and tear on his body, and he hasn't played a lot of football. Um, you know, you think about t- back to his days here, um, even his senior year at Alabama Mason, uh, when we were headed uh, to um, uh, th- to that national championship with Jalen Hurts as a freshman quarterback, everybody forgets that, yeah, Bo was the hero in that game up until that point, but Bo had not been the starter all year. You know, that was Damian Harris had been the starter, uh, and then Bo kind of was taking over at the end and – um, and then, uh, of course, when Bo went out, it was almost like we forgot that Damian Harris was on the team. That was Sarkeesian's first game as an OC, and it was almost like we forgot that we had Damian, who had been the starter all year. We threw the ball, I think, 31 times with Jalen that game. Uh, and and, and Jalen should – I don't know if Jalen threw the ball 31 times any other time in the rest of his career. And we were leading the entire game. So, anyway, as a sidebar, I'm going to jump back on the – story at hand, but Bo looked good um, uh, in, I think this was his second game with uh, the Stallion, so maybe this parlays him into another opportunity uh, at the next level, and that's kind of what the purpose of the USFL has. You got anything else on that before I move on? Uh, one thing I wanted to, th- you know, I, <clears throat> I saw, you know, I was watching the game, obviously, I was pretty locked into watching Bo play, I think it's been a lot of fun. I've gotten, you know, I while it's not the NFL, obviously, I've gotten pretty invested in the Stallions, honestly. It's pretty good football. I really am enjoying it. But I think it's very cool just to see Bo. I think uh, the, the Stallions posted several videos to their Twitter account of him kind of just talking and cutting it up with some guys on the team. And it seems like he's just having a really good time out there. It's just really nice to see, especially for a guy like him who's battled with so many injuries and things like that. It's great to just see him having fun. Yeah, and, that, and that's right. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully it works out for him. So, um and you see, the um, other shocking news uh, probably would be Alabama softball. Um, but that's kind of the concern that everyone had with the softball. Uh, the bats betrayed them um, uh, at, at the worst time. Um, you know, the um, j- just just couldn't couldn't get past. Uh, Stanford and uh, what what a shocker! Alabama had won what forty four straight um, regional game um, up until um, you know Stanford took care of business. So that's kind of a, a crazy, crazy, crazy thought process there. But uh, you know, uh, don't want to um, underestimate how difficult what they've done is and how we've kind of come to expect uh, um, what they, they, they've they done. Um, that 44-game win streak, and they've never lost, lost a regional here, right? Am I am I correct in saying that? Not only until yesterday. Yeah, Not only did they have the... a 44-game win streak, they never um, – ever lost a, a regional that they hosted till yesterday. Yeah, I believe so. this is the uh this is the first year that they're gonna miss the super regionals in the program history, I believe. Yeah, so that's kind of a, a shocker, but uh hey it happens. Uh but Montana Fouts uh 
you know, she was still, she still did well uh, when given opportunity, just didn't have enough support. Um, you know, and, and uh, Virgil Williams saying Murphy needs to hire a hitting coach. Our hitting was atrocious. Um, I think that would kind of be the sentiment of everyone. And, you know, in softball, if you have a pitcher, you have to have uh, – I mean, if you, you don't have a pitcher, you have no chance. If you have a pitcher, you at least have to have um, – Mason, some um, timely hitting. Um, and Alabama consistently uh, this year, once the pitching that they were facing got better, their their hitting was not, not very consistent nor timely at all uh, in the big games. And, and it finally caught up to them. But uh, kudos to the team for what most people would take as a successful season uh, Mason, but uh, at Alabama, the standard is high and it's no different. Uh, what he's done on the softball field is no different than uh, Alabama losing uh, in an SEC championship game. This is kind of, would you say it's kind of that same same thought process? We'd be shocked if we had a chance to go to a uh, national title game and didn't make it uh, to that first round of the playoffs. It kind of be that that same level of, of loss uh, on on the um, f- football field as it is on the softball diamond. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, you know Patrick Murphy. He is he's kind of built up that. Well, you know, while he only has the one title, twenty twelve, he's kind of built up that championship, uh, you know, aura or mentality around the program to where the fans kind of come to expect that Alabama's going to be competing for him. And you know, obviously, it's disappointing to see the year end as early as it has now. Yeah, and you know, and I I, I know he only. He only has the one championship, but to me, that's kind of like uh, Calipari at Kentucky. Uh, he's only had the one championship at Kentucky, uh, but is viewed as one of the uh, best basketball coaches in the game. And I think Murphy is the same way at Alabama when it comes to softball. I think he's single – well, not single-handedly, but I think <clears throat> his success and the way he recruited – changed um women's softball in the south and uh east of the mississippi river because now the sec uh is a is a contender uh and it's not just alabama and and so and i think he kind of raised the water level or raised the tide if i can use that pun um for the rest of the sec uh, and softball outside of the West Coast and, and um, that that the west of the Mississippi because he was the first one to get it to this side of the Mississippi and since that time there's been a couple um, other SEC schools to to get into the big dance and even bring home a couple championships. So yeah, you kudos to Co- go a- ahead. I think it's worth noting that you know you mentioned recruiting this year, this this past season, you know, heading into this year was I think his best recruiting class that he's had since he's been here, or his biggest since he's been here. So this could very well be the team that you know give him a, give him another year of experience under their belt, another two year. Like this, this could be the team that kind of does it. This is a this is a very very talented group of girls. I think they just lack some of the experience this year. Yeah, and like I said, the the hitting, the speed of the game, and everything like that will will have to catch up. Pitching will have to still be there. So. Um, you know, the, uh, that, that, that's the key. And, 
Uh, Curtis, Lewis said, Curtis Lewis, as we go to break here, said it wasn't a shocker, poor coaching all the way around, especially not having more than one pitcher develop and no hitting coach on staff. Well, when I say shocker, I'm not talking about from, from this team per se. Uh, even when Murph hasn't had necessarily the best team, uh, his best team, um, he's still been able to get past a regional. So not a shocker that this team didn't, didn't advance in the sense of we talked about it last week, uh, Mason, after the SEC and Mizzou putting them out, we said if this team doesn't correct the hitting, um, then then they'll be you know heading home, and that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, he has some opportunities to improve uh, coaching staff development-wise, and as you said, has a lot of talent, uh, but he has to develop that talent on the mound uh, and uh, at the plate. We'll see if he's able to do it for next year. But until then, kudos to the Alabama softball uh, Crimson Tide uh, softball team uh, for their 2022 season. We'll start watching them late in the fall and then jump back on board with them next spring. Coming back on the other side, we're going to start talking about Nick Saban. More on Nick Saban. Uh a former coach speaks up. Uh, Feinbaum um, patting himself on the back, thinking he knows exactly why Saban's what he say, saying what he said. And Sankey issues the gag order. And we'll see what else happens with the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban saga coming up next right here on the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center on a rainy Monday morning, we've got a wreck on McFarland. This is eastbound before Rose Boulevard. Single vehicle, but authorities are out there cleaning up the mess right now. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Now get a lifetime powertrain warranty on any used car at no cost. From Townsend Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky mostly cloudy today and tonight with scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms. The high today 80, tonight's low 64. Tomorrow and Wednesday, mostly cloudy both days with occasional showers and storms around. Highs between 79 and 82. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 71 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at Southmark markdesign.com interact with the martin houston show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the martin houston show on facebook i will i will coach from a coaching perspective Coach Saban ties Coach Bryant with six national titles. Can you kind of put a feeling behind that from a coaching perspective? It's really kind of amazing. It's kind of a, one of those wild moments. It really is because you no one ever thought you'd ever get there. And to do it in today's time 
and the way the game is and the scholarship limitations and what he's done, it's really an amazing deal. Really, he's, he's done a heck of a job. That's why I wanted to come by and make sure I told him. I, the changes he made and give his kids a chance to win was amazing. You know? Right. That's <laughs> Jimbo Fisher uh, talking about the narcissist, the God complex dude that he uh, labeled last week, the one that needs to be slapped across the face. Jimbo Fisher stood outside the locker room. Uh, according to Ryan Fowler, I don't know exactly how long it was, for about, about an hour. Uh, 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 I in case you all missed it, I'm going to play that one more time. And, 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 and I want you to listen to what Jimbo Fisher said about Nick Saban when he was asked by Ryan Fowler of the game right here on Tide 109 following the Alabama win over Georgia that tied Nick Saban with Coach Bryant. Here's what Nick say, I mean Jimbo Fisher had to say about his former boss who he can't stand, who cheats, who doesn't do it the right way, who only who who, who is a narcissist, who who um uh is despicable. Uh, uh okay, uh play, play it one more time, Mason. From a coaching perspective, Coach Saban ties Coach Bryant with six national titles. Can you kind of put a feeling behind that from a coaching perspective? It's really kind of amazing. It's kind of a, one of those wild moments. It really is because you no one ever thought you'd ever get there. And to do it in today's time and the way the game is and the scholarship limitations and what he's done, it's really an amazing deal. Really, He's he done a heck of a job. That's why I wanted to come by and make sure I told him. I, the changes he made and give his kids a chance to win was amazing. Um, uh, Mason, based on what you heard last year, I mean, uh, last week, um, do you think that if Saban had done things the way Jimbo made it sound last week, that there, that there's any way that the previous conversation, uh, is legit? What we just heard. If 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 Saban has been a cheater, he's done things the wrong way the whole time. Is there any possibility that Jimbo Fisher overlooks that? I mean, he waited. He waited to have that conversation. He waited outside and he was talking about Coach Saban and how awesome he did. And he said, and because what he did in this time and era when scholarships are limited, he wanted to make sure that he told him how proud he was of him. I mean, he literally said that he wanted to congratulate his former boss. Hmm. Let me let me let me show you what else he, 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 he. remember how uh, remember how he described Nick Saban. He said he's a narcissist. He said he we've made him a god. Uh, the only reason he does it is because he has more resources than everybody else. Here's another comment 
from that same um, interview, uh, Ryan Fowler and a couple other reporters got um, of Jimbo Fisher after the national championship. Let's listen to how he describes Nick Saban when he's not on a personal rampage. Here's uh, Jimbo Fisher once again describing his horrible, horrible Mason cheating, narcissistic, God-complex boss right here, Jimbo Fisher. Nick is a super guy, great personality, and he's very flexible. He's just got to be flexible for the right reasons, and he has a lot of deep thought in what he does. Yeah, I mean, can you talk about his adaptability and how it's, you know, He has a feel for the game and the momentum of things, and he understands the big picture of the game. He sees the thing in a, in, a, in a very wide view, and he's able to make those calls. He's not scared to make those calls. Coach, what? Mm. Uh, Mason, uh, what, what, what do you think about that? Good guy. You know, it's a very, very different sentiment than, uh, than what we heard this past week. It's, ah, man, you know, Martin, this situation to me, it really feels like something where, where Jimbo took this just very, very personally. And I, I don't think Saban meant it as any kind of personal attack. I think he was just saying, you know, what he felt. I, I don't think this was any ever meant to be a personal attack against Jimbo and the way he runs his program. I think it was more of uh, speaking out against just the way that he doesn't like the trend of college football, uh, you know, the way that college football is going in general, rather than a specific attack on Jimbo and Texas A&M. But I think from Jimbo's perspective, he took it really personally, and it hurt his feelings. No, uh, he took it personal because it was the truth. <laughs> he, he, you have to listen to Nick Saban's words. Nick Saban didn't say he cheated. Nick Saban said he bought every player, Okay. He said he bought every player. He and, and he followed up with what he meant by bought every player. He said he got every one of those guys in name, image, and likeness deal, right? When Jimbo responded, did Jimbo ever say that we did not get every player on our team an NIL deal uh, in this recruiting class? He didn't say that, right? What did Dion do when Dion responded? First of all, Dion recognized that Dion said he used us as pawns in 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 talking to his boosters. Then Dion said, number two statement Dion said is that that the young man doesn't have a million dollar deal, right? He addressed specifically what Saban said instead of ranting and screaming and despicable and 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 calling him names and all that stuff. He said this young man has two deals worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is a half million dollars or whatever. Now that doesn't mean that it's not going to come out to be a million dollars yet either. By the way, uh, uh, and so Jimbo didn't hear. He didn't listen. And 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 of course, there's a former coach that made a statement about whether Nick Saban said anything wrong or not. And we'll talk about that on the other side. But let's get to Pat. Pat, you in with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? Good morning, Martin. Hey, the only thing Jimbo had to say to Coach Saban was West Texas Intermediate Crude is up 76% since this time last year. Hey, end of story. He's what? Limited resources. That's all he had to say to Coach Saban. He had to say what? No, I'm sorry. I didn't understand what you said. I said... I said all he had to say was West Texas intermediate light crude is up 
76 percent since this time last year it's 114 dollars a barrel right now he does got unlimited resources he's going to buy every player there's he, he's it's but, incredible the kind of resources they have in texas they, but the uh, thing about it unless, is Pat, unless coach saban gets a lid on it hey unless coach can can get joe back to immediately say Everybody in the country's got to buy an eighty thousand dollar electric car. We're in trouble, Martin. Well, I don't, I don't know that we're in trouble uh, because you still have to coach players uh, and develop players. Um, um, it starts with talent, but you still have to develop them. What people don't understand is 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 the thing that to me that Nick Saban has done the most amazing is. Um, is is get guys to to stay uh, while they wait. Okay, nobody's talking about that side. Jimbo got how many um, uh, five stars, Pat? Uh, seven, seven, eight, depending on what servers you look at. Seven, right? Let's just say seven. Let's go yeah. to the middle. What happens this year when those players don't get on the field like he promised? <laughs> Oh, what happens when we beat the crap out of them? No, 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 no. Forget, forget us beating them. <laughs> but what happens when those players don't get on the field in this new era? Well, maybe their name, image, and likeness deals aren't as solid as they were. Well, no, no. They're going <laughs> to transfer, Pat. Yeah. What, what people don't understand is the, the, the reason great teams stay great it's because they figure out how to keep all those great players happy. Okay? You see it at the NFL level. You see it at the NBA level. You see it at all levels. When there's too much talent on one team, somebody gets upset and gets their feelings hurt. Damn. I, don't know if you, well, I don't know if you watch much basketball, but uh, Steve Kerr with, 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 with the Warriors – Managed when they had four superstars. When they had Durant, he managed to keep them happy. When they yep. go back to three stars this year, he somehow manages to keep them happy. These yep. guys, why has James Harden been on? Why did he leave Oklahoma? If he had stayed with the with Oklahoma when they had uh, KD and, and Westbrook and him and and a couple of that, they would have won championships. But he was a sixth guy on that team. And he wanted to be the superstar. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what these other that's what Jimbo has not had to deal with. Jimbo has 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 not had four, I mean five five stars in his entire time at Texas AM. And he got seven on one team. He's gonna have a nightmare roster management with getting these guys out there playing Pat. And then we're gonna see what happens, how he manages that. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I got you. That's another whole aspect of what Saban does that no one talks about. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, well, it's, 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 it's going to be different for old Jimbo. And when he can't get them all out there and get them all happy and keep them all happy, somebody's going to be upset, and then there's going to be dissension in the locker room. Now, he, well, if he manages and, that and, process, he may be able to develop him into a, a consistent thing. But – uh, yeah. Pat, I'll let you respond. I'm going to ask this question on the other side. Do you okay. think that Jimbo's rant made, made parents be like, this is the guy I want my kids to go play for? If he'll come out and respond like that, is that where I want my kid to play? 
absolutely, you're absolutely correct, Martin. That, I uh, mean, if, that, if I was a that, parent who had a kid, um, I'd be like, oh my God, if he reacts that way, how, what is he, what is he <laughs> teaching, um, um, what is he teaching my kids? Is he teaching, teaching any them? character? Yeah. Huh? Is, he teaching any, is he teaching any character right? You're, right. you're absolutely I mean, correct. I mean, that was so yeah. bad. I mean, yeah. even if Saban, even if Saban was wrong, which he wasn't, by the way, remember Saban didn't say he cheated. Saban said he bought players, which by Texas law is okay. Mm-hmm. Bama, hey, well, one quick question before I go. Uh, can you say Quinn Evers that uh, at University of Texas? Hey, and Ohio State that he got the he got his NL, NIL money from Ohio State never played a down. Well, he but he wasn't supposed to get the money because once again there's an NC. This is what Saban is talking about. The NCAA rules. The only rules that they had in place around uh, NIL was amateur status re- re- maintaining, and it said that you cannot use money to uh, entice a kid to come to your school. You cannot use money to lure someone away. You cannot uh, pay a player for their performance on a field. In other words, you can't give them $100,000 if they get 1,000 yards or if they get five interceptions. And the third thing is you cannot pay them. It is a quick pro quo uh, arrangement or they lose their amateur status, and that means that they have to actually do something, go sign autographs, go make an appearance. They can't just be on the team, and that's what Nick Saban was talking about. And if everybody listens, Greg Sankey agreed with him. Greg Sankey said we're seeing pay pay out, I mean straight pay. That's what Sankey said. Everybody missed that quarterback. Huh? Yeah. I said, can you say Tennessee quarterback? Exactly well, well, that. Uh, he, he was had, paid before. Had, that, that's, and, and that's what Saban's saying. Saban is saying right now the NCAA has these restrictions. Some states have the same restrictions. Some states don't have those res- restrictions. No one is talking about this, Pat. You know that there's an Alabama recruit. I was going to say this to the other side, but there's an Alabama recruit, Pat, that uh, Alabama offered, and I'm not going to call a young man's name till it's verified publicly and all of that, uh, but a top recruit in the state of Alabama was offered a scholarship from Alabama a little over a week ago, okay? A&M came in and made him an offer as well of a scholarship and an NIL deal. You know what the young man did? He came back to Alabama and asked them, what are y'all going to do to match the offer I just got from Texas A&M? Wow. Nobody's talking about that side of the story. That's what triggered Nick Saban to make that statement, Pat, because he's saying what he's saying is I don't want to go down this road where we start bidding for players. We can't sustain being number two unless we play in that game. So alumni get ready to pick up and pay. And SEC, you better do something to get us all on the same page. 
Nobody's talking about this. Kirby Smart said the same exact thing. And I'm going to read what he said, as Nick Saban okay. said. The only difference is Kirby didn't call out the biggest cheater of it, and that's Texas A&M. That's the only difference between what Kirby said and what Saban said. We'll have that conversation on the other side right here on the Martin Houston Thank show. you, Martin. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye. Thanks, Pat. Appreciate you. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center on a rainy Monday morning, we've got a wreck on McFarland. This is eastbound before Rose Boulevard. Single vehicle, but authorities are out there cleaning up the mess right now. If you see other conditions, please give me a call. Now get a lifetime powertrain warranty on any used car at no cost. From towns of Nissan, I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said, it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn which we can customize to meet your needs, or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com, that's peptalks35.com, or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team. On your home for Alabama sports, Tide 100.9, and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. person I don't think you can judge it. I, I'm not a do you dominate your era. He's definitely dominated his era in his time. It's about time for him to retire. <laughs> you and, uh, no, no, I'll, I'll look forward to competing against him. It's fun to do it because he does a great job. But I mean he's arguably you you put him in the, in the top is as good as he's ever been. So he does a great job but he's a cheater, a narcissist and has a God complex. Uh Jimbo uh, last week made you look bad, son. 
Um, Nick Saban goaded you uh, literally um, in his performance and in your response. Uh, over the past few weeks, Mason, I've thought so- that, um, that, that, you know, uh, when it comes to success, it's 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. Deion Sanders won over a lot of people with his response. Would you agree with that? Uh, absolutely. I thought his response was measured. I thought it was calculated. I thought he responded exactly the way Jimbo should have. Yeah, I mean, and he, he and, and, and I, I love it. He, when, when a man says, hey, let's have the conversation publicly, he probably feels pretty good that he can stand on what he's done. And that's what Dion called for. On the other hand, Jimbo simply leveled personal attack after personal attack. Did did you hear what the old ball coach had to say, though? The old ball coach speaks up about (laughs) about Jimbo and – and, and and what what what's happening there? Here, here's what Steve Spurrier had to say, and then we'll get to George. He said, um, you know, uh, let me get to his exact quote. I don't know why Fisher is mad at Saban. Uh, Spurrier told Dog Nation, did Saban say something that wasn't true? <laughs> I don't think Saban told any lies in there, so I don't know what he was mad about. Spurrier said. Since Fisher beat him last year, I guess he can talk now. He hasn't beat much of anybody. Ouch. (laughs) But he beat Saban last year. But they haven't won the division or anything since he's been there. I'm here to say that they're the best, talking about Bama, not because they win the most, of course. That's part of it, too. But they do it the right way, Spurrier said Monday night. They play hard. They play clean. They don't try to hurt their opponents. They don't give the interception change. They don't do all that other stuff that other teams like to do now, it seems like. But they play the game the way it should be played. If you beat them, you've earned it, and that's the way it should be. Nick Saban, I mean, uh, Spurrier signed off. Did you notice that little personal dig, Mason? He took a little noodle at him and said they hadn't beat much of anybody. (laughs) So... Oh, man. And, and, and to that point, C.J. Watson says, here's a Jimbo stat for you, Martin. After 48 games, Kevin Sumlin record was 34 and 14. You know what Jimbo's record is in those same 48 games, uh, Mason? 34. And 14. All right. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it had to be close. It's the exact same record. Uh, but what's the name? CJ said, but I bet the financial difference is around 20 million during that time. Again, hey, Jim, uh, 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 I would tell you that you're way off, CJ. That's just how much difference they paid the coach. They guaranteed him seven and a half million per year. For the entirety of the contract. Right? Was not his entire $75 million guaranteed? I can't so, remember. Let me, let me see if I can let me double check you know, on it. Yeah, I think Jimbo's entire contract was guaranteed $7.5 million. Uh, 
And so, and what's his name was probably making four million or something like that. Four. Let's say he was making five. If he made five, uh, that would be twenty million over five years. While what's the name has thirty five million, and that's not counting all of the upgrades in the facilities. That's not counting all of the NIL deals that they bumped up last year. That's not counting new new stadium. They're not counting any of that. That's not counting how much more. If Jimbo's making seven and a half million, you know the assistant coaches are making more. So there's a lot more money tied up in this staff, the facilities, and the NIL than it was under Summerlin. And by the way, I think Summerlin beat Saban as well, right? He did. Johnny Manziel. I'll never okay, forget I, it. I thought so too. Um, it's, I yeah. think it, it's worth. I didn't realize this also, but apparently Jimbo he signed an extension through 2031 last year. And now is making nine million dollars a year, in all guaranteed. So there we go. For what? He's won nothing. He never won a division. This quote, this quote from the uh, the the Texas A&M athletic director at the time is fantastic. It says, "Coach Fisher continues to demonstrate he is building our program for long term success and is the perfect fit for Texas A&M." What long term? Well, what long term success? It's coming, Mason. Let's go to George. George, you're in with the Mark Houston Show on the Alabama One Hotline. What's on your mind, sir? <laughs> Martin, I, I was kind of he ain't won nothing, and he hasn't. Oh, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know what Coach Saban says: play with emotion, but don't be emotional. Yeah, maybe he need maybe Jimbo Fisher didn't quite get the the gist of that. <laughs> When he was coaching at LSU, that's right. Um, uh, you know, um, granted, I think something will be done because Sankey. I was so glad to see that he finally dove into the middle of this the other day, and something will get done with it. Um, you know, because he is the most powerful commissioner. Plus, all the other schools really don't like what. Um, uh, Jimbo and Texas A&M and Texas are doing, you know. So I think something will be done. But and, you know, and, and, and let me say this, Mason. I mean, uh, let me say this, uh, George. Do you not think that these other coaches may have even uh, talked Saban into saying this? Because everybody seems to understand. Everybody needs to understand that that there's a lot more teams who can't compete with A&M in terms of the the oil money versus how right. many if how many if if there are there are teams out there right now that if they wanted to they could spend more money on recruiting like Alabama does if they decide to go down that path right but there's not oh, any I agree. Team, but there's not any teams other than maybe Texas um and and, and potentially Oklahoma maybe that can stick with A&M when it comes to oil money, but no one else can. No, they can't. I mean, the only so they really say to speak up about it now. Oh, I, oh, I guarantee. I, oh, I agree with you. Um, something's got to be done now, and, and plus, there's only probably about five or six other schools that can't match the oil money, but they do have money. Ohio State, Michigan. You know, those schools that have really, really large enrollment for the last 15 or 20 years that have a lot of alumni, 
they yep. they can they can't match what Texas and Texas A and M do, but they can compete. Now Alabama is going to compete. They can't compete with the money, but it's not like we're going to have chop liver recruits. So what hey, we'll hey. have to do if something isn't done, like you were saying, all those seven star um, defensive linemen that Texas A and M has, after about two years, they're going to want to transfer, and we'll recruit them. After they hey, developed and matured a little bit. I have to find, uh, I, I have to get Ryan Fowler to resend me an article. Uh, this is what nobody has also hasn't brought up, mate, uh, George, uh, is uh, they did a, uh, the Athletic did a story on the five stars that go to the NFL draft. Nick Saban, and, and, and this, I'll get the exact numbers. But say that there was uh, 20 first-rounders, uh, 25 stars, and that's what they project. That, the reason they give a five-star, you may not know this, George, is they say this is a guy who projects as a first-rounder. That's, that's how they give them a five-star, okay? Right. Nick Saban has had more when they took the top programs. He has had more first-rounders from the five-stars in the last three years um, since nineteen, like sixty percent, Martin. No, no, it, it it was it was a little higher than that. That were, um, yeah, like like of 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 all of them. But what I was gonna say right. is he had more go than all the other schools combined in the first round. Like Georgia has has only had like two first rounders until this class, and this class wasn't counted in that. This was up to mm-hmm. this point. And, and so so what I'm saying is, kids, you may have a little spike and it may be a little bit of an adjustment, but kids are going to start realizing five stars have been going to other programs ever since this thing started. And none of them are consistently developing them into first rounders, except for Alabama. So, no, so, so yeah, mean, they may go is, there out of high school, but they ain't gonna stay there when they start absolutely. seeing that they're not they're not developing into these first rounders. That's part of it. But here's what Kirby Smart said, and I know you're a Georgia guy, so listen to the, I mean from the state of Georgia. Kirby said, I just want to make sure that the game stays at a point where we can control it, said Smart on the Fine Bomb show. I am all for players, same thing Nick Saban said, I'm for NIL. We had a lot of players getting opportunity with name, image, and likeness. Supposed to be a college thing. I would just like it were a decision isn't based on where I'm going to the highest bidder. He's saying that um, I don't want it to become where the high school kids are getting recruited based on the highest bidder. Like the Alabama recruit came back to Alabama and said, what? Hey, A&M just offered me a deal. What are you going to do to match it? If we could control that, what's the that? The highest bidder for high school recruits. Oh, it would be much you better. Know, All Nick Saban uh, said is what Kirby Smart said: is we don't want absolutely. bidding wars for high school kids. You know, um, Martin. I, you know, Jimbo Fisher. I've never really liked him because he's got that northern staccato speech pattern. But now I really don't like him. And, but there was something you said last week or week before last. I guess it was last week. Somebody took a survey of the alumni that give 
and half of them said they would never give, you know, to just give to a player they want to give to the school. Yep. And and I've got to I got to believe that that rings true to most schools. Now, one thing that you know Tennessee and Texas and Texas A and M have in common is they're desperate to be relative again, so they are going to go outside the lines and do crazy things. That, and you just you just hit it. Their their alumni right now are giving uh, out of desperation. You, I didn't Absolutely. even know they were giving him a $9 million extension. But Greg Armstrong says this, I still say it shines a light on Jimbo's lack of excellence. Mr. 9-3, and 8-4 is being paid huge money. Texas A&M has poured <laughs> almost a billion dollars into their facilities and paying these players and paying Jimbo and their coaching staff. Jimbo knows he's capitalized, expected to win, capitalized big. So that that right there tells you that. But here's here's my point, George. If Nick Saban was cheating like Jimbo said before, why didn't Saban cheat some this year? Because no one oh, has come out and no one has come out and said Nick Saban bought players out of high school this year. So if Nick Saban has been cheating under the table to get players to come to Alabama, why didn't he use that same process when he could have used it above the board this year? When you know, Mark, my feeling is this. If Nick Saban was buying players two, three, four, five, six years ago, with all the Alabama fatigue and all the Alabama haters, uh, sports writers that are outside of Alabama, they would have found it out and they would have brought it up. Don't you think? Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, it's hard to keep a secret, especially like that. So that's yeah. why I say that Alabama hasn't done that because... I mean, all the national, most of the national reporters hate Alabama because they've won so much. Just like, Absolutely. you know, <laughs> the ones that are on TV, Colin Cowherd said, oh, Nick Saban made the wrong step, this, that, and the other. And then he, hey. after about a year or two, he's proven wrong. All right. Hey, thanks. Thanks, George. Hey, and here's the thing. We had a comment come up about how Jimbo handled his most high-profile player. We may have that conversation tomorrow, Mason. Because Jimbo talked about how he does things right. Anybody remember a player named Jameis Winston? Where did he play college ball at and who did, who's his coach? Hey, we may have that conversation. Was Jimbo faking it like Rhett uh, Dennis said? Was that a lot of fake outrage? Um, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about it with DC, DC Capstone Report on tomorrow. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Roll tide, everybody. Have a great day and have a blessed day. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Monday morning. Some of the name calling and allegations will come to an end tomorrow night. That's when the votes are counted in the Republican and Democratic Party primary elections. Polls open at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning across the area and close at 7 p.m. The state and local level primaries will select representatives of the two parties for the November general election. We'll have complete election coverage tomorrow night. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more local news, sports, and weather coverage. It's free. Don Hartley, Townsquare Media. Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, 
make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Thank you for listening to the 